a gun with the four the gators. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I was just checking to see if you were listening. From Destroyam, Louisiana. Hold on a second. Hey, guys. Hey. I'm having a press conference, okay? Thank you. Momentum, excitement, energy. You know, I mean, they say all this stuff, and you know what they mean, but, you, you know, it doesn't describe what you mean. I mean, it's just sort of out there. You got barbecue back there? I was just worried about, you know, listening to, you know, all, all your guys' rap poison. Welcome to Sideline Judgment. Here are your hosts, Sergio and Tyler. Welcome to Sideline Judgment. My name is Sergio. My name is Tyler. And today, Tyler, I have no idea what we're going to talk about. Neither do I, because it's the <laughs> off-season Um, It is the off season and um, if you are listening to this, that means that you are still subscribed to Sideline Judgment on your podcast player of choosing either whether it be Apple, whether it be Spotify. Um, And we want to thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, It has been as it is, as Tyler said, the off season. Um, And so, yeah, we don't have much in terms of breaking college football news or games to break down or five wide and two points that I beat Tyler in whatever we have to whatever whatever we have we don't have them right now normally um so this is just a fun little special offseason episode a little little catch up little talking some ball and I believe Tyler we are recording on Wednesday April 27th the night before the 2022 NFL draft and as we have in years past we will be talking some NFL draft as what, what, what is it you like you like to say Tyler it's the intersection of what the intersection of professional and college uh, football um, ah, yes which I feel like it's becoming more of a college football thing than it is an NFL thing lately <laughs> like um, I just okay. I, well, like the attention spans are really starting to shift in one fan base's direction um, mm. but the draft is the intersection because it's where all of these professional teams get their new players so there's a lot of people who are just fans of NFL teams and they care about this because they care about their teams. And then it forces them to learn a lot about college teams. And then there's a lot of college fans that don't really care about the NFL, but they want to see what happens to their favorite college players or players mm-hmm. that they're aware of. So it's a yeah. nice, great way for um, this to coincide. Now, and they, it often leads to a lot of like NFL personalities talking about college football, which ah, our favorite. Know, <laughs> everyone, everyone liked that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that, that being said, people who regularly talk about college football, this even includes us, can be insufferable. Um, so yeah, exactly. and NFL Listen, people do it. <laughs> right. It, it, it's kind of one of those – we're very territorial. And not just we, college football fans. Everyone, human beings, are territorial. And so for us, like college football is our thing. So when you have someone that's considered a quote-unquote NFL person coming in and giving opinions about some corner or whatever. Like I have had to have discussions today, not today, this past week with New York Giants fans um, in my life about why they don't want this particular New York Giants fan that I know does not want them to draft Sauce Gardner because they have been like hurt with corners in the past. And to me, I'm like, okay, but you realize that man has never allowed a touchdown in his collegiate career, right? Like he, he's hands down the best cornerback. I mean, that boy, nice. Um, (laughs) He's a first ballot. He's a card carrying member of the, that boy, nice club. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. I mean, like, 
I've heard that before where it's just like the Jaguars shouldn't even like this was like last year. Somebody said this to me. The Jaguars shouldn't even draft a quarterback because we always mess it up. And I'm like, that logic does not make sense to me. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. That's like that's like, hey, you know what? Um, I always get an upset stomach whenever I eat. So I'm just never going to eat that. No, 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 no. You need no. to eat something. <laughs> you're missing something there you're missing a step like um, (laughs) so close but yeah um it's interesting though because i I might be overreacting here but i have just not been paying as much attention to this draft as i have in years past like i don't know i think that maybe it might just be a me thing it might be an overall thing Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I think it's a quarterback thing on the surface, on the surface, yeah. right? Because That's definitely an what aspect we, of it. What have we had in the past years, right? We had Trevor Lawrence before. We had Joe Burrow before him. We had top level prospects at the quarterback position, which is most exciting. And this year, while inevitably there's going to be quarterbacks that go in the first round, there's no like. S- Super, I don't want to say superb, but there's no no one's really trading themselves. No one's exactly. trading up for any of these quarterbacks. Is what it looks right. like. Right. I mean, no, no one's going to give up a big haul to move up to pick four, or pick three. Um, I, I mean, listen, we're 24 hours before the draft. They may do that, but yet. <laughs> right. But, but there's no like round one, like surefire elite mm-hmm. quarterback talent. Well, so I, I think mean, that has to do with it. If, I think that if there was. Jag Jacksonville Jaguars, who had the number one pick last year and still have it this year because mm-hmm. yay. Um, <laughs> that if, if that was the case, I'm like 100% confident if Jacksonville could, they would trade out of the number one spot for like the right mm. compensation. And if there was a surefire quarterback to draft, they would because they aren't going to draft him, but right. they absolutely would be willing to give that pick up for somebody who would. And that, that market's just not there. Also, mm-hmm. a big testament to how interesting this draft is for me. My team, the team that I follow, um, and I'm from the city that they play in, has the number one draft pick, and I don't care. <laughs> I just don't care. <laughs> I mean, I well, do, listen, I do, but like, I just, I'm. Just, uh, <laughs> I understand. I, I understand. I think there's a lot of factors. The quarterback one being the biggest one in terms of surface level. But I also think there's – it's not that there's football fatigue, but I think this draft is really deep on like edge rushers and linemen. And and it's not like there's quote-unquote flashy positions. Um, and also like I think the biggest news in terms of like what could move the proverbial media needle are the trades, right? Like we can talk about it quickly, but my team, the Miami Dolphins, um, are, are now the proud employers of one Tyreek Hill, my man. And, oh, yeah. I forgot about Oh, that. yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. So, you know, the, the, the big news was these big trades, right? Debo Samuel wants out of San Francisco right now. So it's not like we're thinking, oh, who's going to go number one? Who's this and that? It's, hey, who's going to trade for Debo, Debo on that night? On come, come to Jacksonville, Debo. <laughs> please. I swear, please. <laughs> Listen, okay, so you mentioned you have the first pick, overall pick. I did a mock draft on the tailgaters yesterday with a friend of the pod, uh, our Texas Longhorn correspondent, Kevin Borba. I, being a terrible friend, have yet to listen to it. <laughs> that is okay. That is okay. It's it is a mock draft, and we talk about a few things. Um, but go ahead and take a listen whenever you want. Absolutely. I had the number one pick, and I'll tell you right now. I'll spoil it. I gave you guys Evan Neal. You want to know why I gave you guys Evan Neal? Because Trevor Lawrence was on the ground a lot last season. Yeah. You know, it would be better if he wasn't. If he wasn't, I, and Evan Neal is as close to like a plug and play um, at tackle 
as you're going to see in the draft this year. There's a couple, there's two or three really high level tackles, but I think him, maybe it's just biased because we watch the SEC, but you know, we, I think he's be perfect for you guys. I think that is the right pick and I'm almost hundred percent confident. It is not the pick that they're going to go with. Is it because the the Jags don't make the right pick most no, of the time, or because it, it isn't actually like a oh we always screw it up like mm-hmm. um like people said that about like you're gonna screw up the Trevor Lawrence pick last year and I'm like no they won't they won't do that because yeah. there's no like they don't have a reason to like um right but my thing is that I keep hearing that um Jacksonville wants to get an edge rusher so for a long time I thought it was Aiden Hutchinson now it looks like it might be Georgia's Trayvon Walker which doesn't really make as much sense to me but it why okay so i'm on the opposite side of that fence i like that pick and if you're gonna go edge rusher i think evan you should be the pick that's fair um but yeah i haven't looked into it honestly that much but it's like for for weeks all of the talk Mm -hmm. that i've heard is all about hayden Aiden hutchinson or kevon thibodeau or now trevon walker and like i want to make it clear that I, i don't think drafting an edge rusher first overall is a bad thing Right. And I would probably be happy with any three of those. Although I actually, you know, I think about it, like Trevor Walker probably is the best. I, Aiden Hutchinson just looks like Taven Bryan. So that, you know, again, is a thing that that shouldn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that I would prefer us to have good O-linemen right now. Right. Um, because this, I believe, is a pretty deep edge rusher class. In reg- yeah, um, it is. Just overall. And there's not like a one, there's not like a Miles Garrett that just stands out above the rest. Um, right. So I, I'm I'm almost 100 percent po- positive they're going to pick a D lineman, an edge rusher. Right. I would prefer them pick an O lineman, and I prefer them to pick Evan Neal. That's been my pick for weeks, going on months now. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm I'm pretty sure they won't. And again, it'll yeah. probably it will probably be good. I hope that it will be good. Like like getting an edge rusher. It's not like they're gonna draft a. Okay, I'm gonna knock on wood before I say anything. Um, but it's not like they're gonna draft like a running back first overall. Um, right. or like, or that's the debate it's between a, an edge, uh, edge rusher and an O-lineman. So like, this is a good debate to be having in my opinion. Um, not only are those positions of need, but they're, um, elite talent at those positions is hard to come by. So yeah. you being, need to be investing being able in those to find, positions. Often. Right. Um, right. And what you said like, last year, and now we need to invest in our, our line. That's, that's what I think. I agree. But even if they do go edge, I think any of those guys talent wise are more than capable of living up to the hype of being a first round draft pick. And any, anyone that you get in that top five is going to have talent. It's a matter of how you use them and if they can develop and all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. Um, I want to ask you another question. Sure. Draft related. I mentioned sauce Gardner. Yes. To me, he is the best corner defense, defensive back CB in the draft. Do you see him? falling out of the top five because if we remember the top five is jacksonville at one detroit at two uh houston at three the new york jets at four and the new york giants at five do you see him falling outside of the top five what do you think i want to say no because Mm -hmm. i I think all of those teams could use him jacksonville's not going to draft him um if they did i would be okay with it but like um Mm -hmm. they're not going to but I, I just – I feel like – because with every pick that happens, a player gets removed from the board. And Sauce Gardner, to me, is the quality of player that would necessitate like – like if, if your number if your other pick, if you have another number one pick on your board, isn't there. Sauce Gardner has got to be like number two or three. 
Mm-hmm. And for I think, name I think he's one, in the top three on like everyone's big board. Yeah. So you know? that's the thing. I don't I don't see that happening. I see I now watch watch what's gonna happen is he's gonna fall to six. Like, but um I think that uh I, I would bet that he would go in the top five. Yeah. I can't, my, think, my thinking, I can't think of like four other people better than him necessarily. Right, yeah, I, I don't see that. My my philosophy, my my mentality is I, I don't think he goes any lower than four. I think if he falls to the Jets, that is a miracle for them because think about the AFC East, right? The Dolphins have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, two of the fastest players in the league. Um, the Bills have uh, Stephon Diggs, right? A cl- very clear cut to probably top 10, maybe top five receiver um, in terms of production in the league. Um, the Patriots somehow can make magic with players that you don't they think don't are going to be the ball. Um. <laughs> but no, but seriously, they no, are in a division I, I, I where there's elite, but... right. There's elite wide receiver talent in that division. So therefore I think they need to stack up and get elite defensive back talent. So why not take the guy who didn't give up a touchdown in his entire career at Cincinnati and was a consensus all American last year, you know? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. I think it, it he, it's not like he didn't give up a touchdown and he didn't play a lot. He 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 right. was a starter for multiple years at Cincinnati. Like I yeah. think I think yeah. I it's not a team that I don't think Sars Gardner Sauce Gardner would make better. Wouldn't make better. Um, right. Exactly. Instant impact wherever he goes. Yeah. Which is why like also, I I wouldn't necessarily take Sauce Gardner number one given what mm-hmm. we what we really need on our roster. But if for some reason the Jaguars did, I'd be okay with it. Like yeah, it'd be a surprise, but like. <laughs> Okay, cool. Got the best corner in the draft at a position mm-hmm. of need. Great, wonderful. Also, yeah. he he he's a single digit wearing corner. Again, Ooh, come on. I, didn't he wear? Does he wear zero or is it, no? He wears no. one. Um, Kobe Kobe Bryant wears zero, right? Which is, right. is such a strange sentence. Um, <laughs> um <laughs> never mind. Uh, uh, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. No. Um. Again, came from a secondary. Was the best player in a secondary that were were only single digit numbers. Yeah, we I stand. want to remind everyone the, the game plan that Nick Saban employed against Cincinnati was don't throw it to Sauce Gardner. That was literally the, the game respect. Plan. The respect from the goat, ladies and gentlemen, from the goat. Um, Tyler, another question: the Debo Samuel stuff has come up. Do you think he gets traded before the? Do you think he gets traded on draft night and? If so, where do you think he goes? Ooh, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Um, Draft related, not necessarily. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is that I would think you would think that Debo, like Debo, from a fit perspective, his best fit in the whole NFL is at Miami. Um, oh, oh, but oh. That's, that's not going to happen. Like, no, it's not. There's no way. There's no like, way that just, they can't pay all those people. But, which, well, um, uh, no, well, no, they can't. no okay. it's not a matter of, oh, they, they wouldn't do it. I would. It's just that mm-hmm. they, I don't think you can pay all of those people. Like um, also, also like I, let's be honest here. Jalen Waddle is filling that role in, yeah, the, and, in the McDaniel um, offensive system. And you have Tyreek Hill, which you just spent a bunch of money on. Like, then we have Tyreek Hill. He's like, the reason we don't have a first round. Arguably the only person, like a faster version of Debo Samuel. Like, um, yeah true but so that that would be like my number one thing but prior to but i don't know i mean like you're you're looking at shanahan tree guys you're looking at um uh, the jets which 
I don't know. Like, um, well, that that's where I think he'll end up. I think I think they have the their second first rounder is pick ten, right? So they have two picks yeah. in the top ten. Oh, I forgot I about think, that. I and think case, it would I would be, definitely trade one of those away for Debo Samuel. The I think they're looking would be a fool not to take that. Like, oh yeah, I think they're looking at a package with like pick ten. I think their second rounder and a couple like other picks, um, and maybe a player like Elijah Moore or someone like that in exchange for Debo. And if I'm the 49ers, I pull that trigger because the man is it is better in today's age in sports, period, not just football, but we see this in the NBA. Um we haven't seen it as much in baseball, but I think we will start to see it soon. Um where players have a lot of agency and I think it's a much better long-term play for a franchise for a team to sell high um and get a lot in return for a player that very clearly clearly doesn't want to be there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, Debo Samuel is one of the most electric players in the NFL. And largely, I will say that is due to being in Kyle Shanahan's offense. Like, Debo Samuel Mm -hmm. is a great player. He always has been. He was in college. He's currently in the system in the NFL that probably benefits him the most. Yeah. But he's made it clear he doesn't want to play there. So I would get rid of him now instead of trying to force him, create a bad relationship, and again, having to sell possibly lower than you were before. Like, my only wish for Debo is that he goes somewhere that just doesn't replicate what happened to him in college. Uh, he played for Will Muschamp, so it was an inept offense. I I want somewhere that where they'll be able to use him and and um, he's such a fun player to watch. Like he, as a neutral, really just is. as a football fan, you know. It yeah, was funny because we were saying when he was at South Carolina, it was like this guy's good when he gets the ball. The issue is he they don't get him the ball. They don't get him the ball. Um, <laughs> so gotta go somewhere with a maybe he'll go to the Chiefs and replace Tyreek Hill that's that would be they'd have to give up a lot to do that well the reason that they traded tyreek was because of the money yeah that's a good point. and debo saying that he wants upwards of 24 million a year so i don't know if that's the most yeah that's not sound thing I, I see them drafting i mean they have two first rounders at the end of the first round i see them drafting wide receivers and just hoping one of them hits and that way they have yeah. a fifth year option on that they, they have a pretty good situation in regards to um their offense and like wide yeah. receivers so oh uh, yeah yeah they'll be fine they'll be fine just um, trying to think, i'm trying to think of people and i'm i'm um that's okay i mean just i just wanted to have that debo discussion just because you nah, know it's, it's fascinating though because like i'm not completely convinced it happens on draft night like okay i i think it would be co- i would be best if it did but i just everybody always just like it's gonna happen on draft night and then a lot of these player trades don't because they require all these like details and right they can't get them figured out on draft night. So then they just have to end up trading players that they've drafted or players that they have or future picks. Yeah. Um, True. I don't know. Always in asset collection mode is, is a smart mentality to have. Mm-hmm. I think so you have the assets. Can... You must have the assets. You must have the assets. That's like, that's a call back to my fantasy motto. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Tyler, anything else on the draft uh, that you're interested in? Um, any specific player that you want to know where they go? Where does Kyrie Elam go? I mean, just as a Gator fan, you know, where, where do we think he ends up? I think is he first rounder? Is, is, I think he could be, but I would, I don't think he falls past the second, if that makes sense. Makes, like, makes perfect sense. To me, I, I've, sense. I've seen it heard that he's like, he will not be lower than the fourth corner taken. And like, okay, that should put him in the second round at the latest, in my opinion. Um, yeah. I, I don't think he goes past pick like 40, 45. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's how I feel. It's just it becomes so situational. For even yeah. like 
when you get to the second, third rounds where like you have a lot of talented players, but it's about mm-hmm. who's available and what do you need? Like, okay. Because the first round largely to me, first and second are a lot of like, you, you want to address needs, but you're in talent acquisition mode. Like you mm-hmm. want the best player that you can get. Um, yeah. And if that addresses a need, amazing. But like there was the year the uh, Jaguars drafted Josh Allen and they didn't really need that at the time, but mm-hmm. it was one of their top players. So they pulled trigger on him in the first round. And I'm not going to say that was good or bad because he's had some good games for us, but he's all kind of, he's eh, kind of been, he's not been bad, but he's not been exceptional. Right. But it is a situation where um, I think in the first round, the correct strategy to have is that like if you're addressing your needs, but if a player comes along that is a talent that you can't give up on and it may not fit your needs perfectly, you should still pick them. In the second and third, you want talent, but you also, you need to be addressing your needs. Yeah. And at that like, point, every team... Every team has the same 30 or 30 or 40 players in terms of who they think are the best in the draft. And after that, each team has their own strategy as to how they evaluate, what type of player, what type of person they want to bring into their organization. So when you start getting into rounds three, four, and on day three, um, it it more becomes, like you said, about fit, about need, situation. And then Um, once you get past like the fifth, sixth round, it's like these teams are drafting practice squad players. Literally, yeah. Like that, that's, that's who they're drafting. It's like, they're taking flyers on guys there. It's, right. it's literally just about like, um, who do we think gem. might, because like they, you shouldn't, if you're in the fifth and sixth round, you shouldn't be expected. You're not expected to contribute. Like, right. If you do amazing. And sometimes right. a lot of times people do, but overall, like very few people past that point really seriously contribute to their team. Yeah. Agreed. Um, agreed. To, two, two more questions on the draft before I want to do some college football stuff. Absolutely. We mentioned quarterbacks. Cool. About how there's no like transcendent prospect. Who do you think is the first quarterback off the board? I think it's Desmond Ritter. Oh, okay. Fun. I just I I I've been thinking that for a while. I don't mm-hmm. he's improved so much in his college career. Yes. And like like there's parts of me that want to be like, ooh, it's gonna be Sam Howe. It's gonna be um oh sexy and like new. Oh, and, uh, you know what I just realized? Future Minnesota Vikings quarterback Sam Howell. I think that bit has to die. It's got one more night. <laughs> it's got one more. I think it's got two more nights. I don't think yeah, he goes round one. It's <laughs> um, a good point. It's a good point. Um, hey, we don't know. If he does get drafted by the Minnesota Vikings, I'm going to lose my freaking mind. I mean, said it I'm, here two years ago. Years. Um, just, like, just like we said Billy Napier to Florida in a dream. How wild. <laughs> Apollo with the gift of prophecy. Oh. <laughs> Um, no, but I, I think it's going to be Desmond Ritter. Cause I mean, and this is not necessarily that I think Desmond Ritter will be the best because that isn't what drag going, being the first quarterback is about, right. like that you got have to understand that it's a mix of high profile and their desirable traits, like, mm-hmm. and your, your ability. And Desmond Ritter is, is a great college quarterback. Um, and he got his team to the playoff. And he got visibly better every year. And I I like a lot of his game. I think he's high profile enough. But it's like, I don't, I mean, he's going to get, there's going to be a quarterback drafted at least one in the first round. But I don't know how high he goes. Like, yeah. Because you not have the Saints. My, I'm not staking my career on Desmond Ritter. No, neither am I. I'm, yeah. You have the Saints who have multiple first round picks, but both of them are in the teens. Maybe they take the second one. 
maybe i don't know there's a bunch of situations i know that day day um has been on the record a friend of ours day day we talked about it before we recorded um he has said that he wouldn't be mad if the falcons took um malik willis he right. thinks malik willis, he I thinks that the, he, i mean listen i think he's got the best arm of all the quarterbacks in this draft um he yeah it's it's a possibility it's Malik definitely Willis a is very talented and i this has nothing to do with him i do worry about him playing in like the hugh freeze offense in regards to like and it has nothing to do with him because like we've seen right. many quarterbacks play in the hugh freeze offense and put up crazy numbers and then what, what they don't do anything in the league um right but that's like I don't know. He is still he's the most electric one in that offense we've seen. Like yeah. Um, I, I also think before him the most electric Hugh Freeze offense quarterback in college we had I think was maybe Kelly right Chad Kelly Chad Kelly and I also want to say we're getting old. That was like 2015. Oh, that was God. seven years ago. So I think offense moves. That's true. That's true. I that's think very that true. it's I think we're much more. I and mean look at the Dolphins. The Dolphins like entire. We're not going to sit here and act like Chad Kelly didn't have his own problems. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a completely different story. That, but we, we we could have a whole podcast episode on that. But no, no. But like the Dolphins' whole offense is centered around yards after the catch. Like Tua get. The, I think the reason why Tua is going to be really successful with this McDaniel's offense is because the emphasis is on getting the ball out of his hands quickly, and Tua does that better than almost every other quarterback in the league. Mm-hmm. That's his specialty. Um, it is. It, it is especially, and it's a skill. So I think that you can cater an offense around um, a certain well, what a yeah. player has been successful under, and it also helps that he has what you can teach, which is a cannon of an arm. He's got a good arm. I, I honest to God, I, I I'm not going to rescind my answer because I do think it will be Desmond Render. Yeah, but I, I think Malik Willis is is the other one who will go first or second. And yeah, I agree. The thing is. I would like Malik Willis for the Falcons. I don't know if their current head coach would get the most out of him. But yeah, you don't. I mean, going back to that point of forming yeah. an offense around someone, I don't think it will work like that in Atlanta right now. Yeah, um, we'll see. I, oh, I, I, I'm trying. To, I can't believe I didn't think about that. Um, well, listen, you can think about that all throughout draft tomorrow. We'll text and we'll figure it out. Last question before we go on to college football stuff: the punk god Matariza. Is my guy a day two pick? Does he go in the third round or does he get taken? How or how early do you think he'd go? Because I truly believe this is a player that A, will be the first specialist off the board and B, this might be one of the few players where you go, if your team in the fourth round goes, hey, we took a punter. What? Why do we take a punter? Oh, no, we took Matt Ariza. Oh, okay. All right. That's fine. That's a good pick. I can't even see. I can't see him going any earlier than fourth because, like, okay. the NFL don't don't respect punters like we do. No, punters are people too. Just punters want to let people, everyone know. Punters, they don't respect punters. College punters, like college football fans, do. No, the NFL. No. I mean, we we had the luxury of having the Townsend brothers. So no, I, mean, I mean, yeah, it's just maybe come on, us. Please, but, um, we're, we're basically punt fan royalty <laughs> over here. <laughs> you, uh, I put my hips Flor- glasses Florida's on. punter. Yeah, you. we were punt fans before you all. Um, <laughs> I can't believe we're going to gatekeep punting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want to say whoever – whatever team drafts Batteriza, whoever that punter is, start packing your bags. Sorry, my guy. He's cheaper and probably better than you. Um, uh, he, he's definitely cheaper and he's definitely better than you. <laughs> so uh, 
Anything else on the Come draft? Come to the Jaguars. <laughs> Come to the Jags, yeah, right? Come to the Dolphins. That'd be fun. Uh, anything else that you want runner, to? So, um, anything else you want to mention about the draft before um, we play a little, a fun little game I literally came up with five minutes ago? Nice. Um, no, I'm excited to watch it. Um, and talking about it here has made me even more excited. Um, mm-hmm. We haven't done our usual draft coverage uh, this year because of life. Um, yeah. and we I'm, apologize, but. We, it, it is a life situation. And I know we spent the first five minutes talking about how this draft isn't as exciting as the ones in the past, but it, that's not why we didn't do our draft coverage. We had some life stuff. <laughs> um, but I'm excited like because it's it's one of those things that sometimes it's in these unexciting drafts that the best stuff happens. And in a lot of mm-hmm. ways, I'm I'm more curious because I don't know what the chalk way would be because it's there's not a lot of like, oh, you have to draft this guy um mm-hmm. so i'm excited yeah i am excited as well um i will be interested to see how it goes uh tyler let's move forward because like you say the draft is the intersection between the college and the pros but we're college guys at heart yeah we are college football guys and i think um in these last few minutes that we're going to be on here um i'm excited for certain games next season okay there's some fun games that are going to happen this coming season. I don't really want to talk too much. We could talk about Dabo. We could talk about some spring game stuff. Why would we do that? Transfer um, portal. But why would we do that? We're here. We want the games. Okay. The we, games. we are card carrying members of the That Boy Nice Club. All right. And we want to <laughs> see them boys do nice things. All right. That's what we want. Yeah. I pulled up a bunch of websites. Um, ranging from 247 to The Athletic to ESPN. Um, and there's a lot of ranking of like the top 10 games you have to watch this season. So I'm going to go through these websites and I'm going to give you the games and I want you to give me an answer on a scale from, yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to say I'm going to catch the highlights, but really I'm not going to watch them and just pretend, just check the box score. That's That's one. Or... I need to be in front of a television to watch this game. And you okay. can fill in whatever metric you want in between. Understood. Understood. There's, um, I, I believe that there's a – I'll have it on in the background um, section of rating. There's a I'll be out, but I'll have it on my phone section. So you could fill in the blanks with your imagination, Tyler. You, you're okay. a writer. You you have a it's wonderful imagination. It's what I do. It's your thing. It's what you do. Um. All right, I will give you the game, and then I will give you the the week or the date if they okay. have. Um, starting off with a non-conference game that, in my opinion, will become a conference game in the future. It is Clemson taking on Notre Dame at Notre Dame. It is in November, on November 5th. Where on the watchability scale do you rank that? It's so funny because my mind immediately went to – well, what other games are in the same time slot? Um, <laughs> that's for five wide later in the year, that's, my that's friend. Not, that's, not, that's not part of this. Um, it's in November. November 5th. November 5th. I might – we'll kind of know what these teams are at this point in the season. Mm-hmm. I might have this on – like ha- like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to channel – I'm going to channel flip to this. I'm not going to be – I'm not going to be watching this on – like the number one channel, but every commercial break, I'm flipping back to this game. I want to see what it's like. Um, it's, and because, if, if you're with some people, it's going to be, Hey, hey ch- check on that. Uh, Clemson Notre Dame game. Yeah. It, cause it's very much a, I'm extremely interested in what both of these teams end up being this year. 
uh-huh. um, in regards to like Notre Dame had a really good year last year, but now they've got a new coach, Marcus Freeman. Dabo Swinney's mm-hmm. Clemson struggled last year relative to expectations. They still won 10 games. Um, right. But is that going to change? They've got uh, some new quarterback stuff. Uh, does DJ Uyangole improve or does he um, get overtaken? Do they fix their offense? Um, uh-huh. He's had to replace coordinators on both sides of the ball which might be he might have had a forced hand in making a good good thing for his offense there's almost no way his defense will improve um right uh because there's just almost no way his defense will get better than what it was under brent venables um no no not at least not in the immediate but like if this were happening early in the season i would be tuned into this because i want to see what these teams are by this point i feel mm-hmm. like i'll know um okay. but i'm gonna be interested in it all right, there are three games that I'm going to give you here. Um, we're going to put a little game within a game. This is what happens when we have no rundown, guys. I come up with we're stuff, but we're just, on the, on the we try it. We try it. All three of these games take place on the opening Saturday, September 3rd. Let's go. Um, we don't know the time zone, but let's say they all kicked off at the same time. I want you to rank the order of which of these games you want to see, okay? Okay. All right, we have... Cincinnati at Arkansas, which seems like a game for us like that. That game's for us. You and me. (laughs) That's for you and us. (laughs) Yes. Cincy, Arkansas, Georgia, Oregon. At Oregon. Oh, at at Oregon. That's important. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's in Atlanta. I misread that. Oh, I know. Completely different. Completely different. That Cincy game game Um, is... That Cincy game is in um, is in Arkansas, just so you know. Nice. So Cincy versus Arkansas in Arkansas, Georgia versus Oregon um, at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and Notre Dame at Ohio State in the big in um, the horseshoe. Ooh. What's the order if those three games? Let's say all three games kick off at the dun 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 three thirty. CBS spot, even though none of them are SEC games, like completely, but whatever, for the um, sake of the game. Which, what's the order of what you uh, want to watch? Right. Oh, this is this is ooh. Uh, Cincy, Arkansas, Georgia, Oregon, Notre Dame, Ohio State. Um, I'm gonna go. Uh, okay, Georgia, Oregon is like it. Um, Cincy, Arkansas is love it. Mm-hmm. Um, Notre Dame, Ohio State has got to have it. Um, got it. Okay, I see. You. It's tough because I would like to. I would like to put Cincy, Arkansas for like the nicheness of it um, to be mm-hmm. at the top spot. But considering how much Cincinnati will have lost relative to the fact that Arkansas lost almost nothing good about their team yeah. except for like Traylon Burks, mm-hmm. I don't know if I can like because Cincy kept their coach Luke Fickle, right, and that's a big deal. But they had like a very senior heavy team last year. And mm-hmm. I don't know what Cincinnati we're going to get. Because if we got last year's Cincinnati, I'm all over this game. Like this is no, the top absolutely. spot for me. But I don't know yeah. what we're getting out of Cincinnati. I'd like to – it's probably going to be okay. But is it is it the quality that we want it to be? I don't know. That's why I can't put it at the top spot. Um, likewise, as much as I, I'm so interested in the Georgia-Oregon game because um, I believe it's Dan Lanning – Yep. Um, is now the uh, Oregon head coach who was previously former Georgia defensive coordinator. Yeah. But it's in Atlanta. I, I, I want to believe in Oregon, but I, I don't really, I'm going to be honest here. Like I'm, I'm not really seeing a world where um, Georgia doesn't, Georgia loses this game unless Oregon really surprises us, which is possible. Can I, can I give you, 
can I give you a wrinkle in that game? Okay. Bo Nix revenge game. Because Bo Nix transfers makes you feel from... better. Like, if, ah, like okay, if, fine, fine, fine. I don't know if Bo Nix going up against Kirby Smart makes me feel better about this. <laughs> but like the Notre Dame Ohio State, I definitely want to see because Ohio State was a little underwhelming for their own standards last year. Um, mm-hmm. Still good, CJ Stroud, productive quarterback. I am excited to see what Notre Dame is under Marcus Freeman. Like, I'll, you know, I'll, you know, what I'm very uncomfortable with what the fact that like kind of want Notre Dame to do well this year because yeah. I kind of want Marcus Freeman Bri- to do Brian well. Kelly left and suddenly we like them now. I know. <laughs> I, who knew? You just have to remove now. Like, <laughs> they remove the toxic nature of Brian Kelly and all of a sudden they're likable. What, what is this? I don't I don't get it personally. Um, I know. Like, I mean, like, no, I get it because I feel it, but I don't know right. how it happened. Um, mm-hmm. It's just like they literally changed almost nothing about their administration except for the guy at the top. Like right. al- almost no assistance changed. Yeah. Very few people left and went to LSU with Brian Kelly, which haha. Um <laughs> But I mean, I don't know. I, I'm I'm very interested in like I'm not gonna root for Notre Dame, but I, I'm interested because I want to see what they're like. Yeah. No, I, I I've got I, a good I, feeling I about about this. Me for, too. For them, I feel like yeah. Am now, I ever gonna admit to, if we that get I... to hate them again, that's great too. Exactly. Um, exactly. This is a win-win uh, okay. for us. This is a win-win for win-win. We I get agree. we get a new team that we like, or we get to go back to ha- to being haters. Um, just balance, Tyler. It's all about balance. Um, all right, next game. Fast forward one week, September tenth. The Texas Longhorns, your favorite team, my, uh, <laughs> sir, sir, <laughs> sir, please, please. The Texas Longhorns are hosting. Hosting the Alabama Crimson Tide. Where on the scale does this game fall for you? Um, I will be intently tuned into this for the first um, three drives. <laughs> because after that, I won't care because the the winner will be clear. Because um, Texas is going to blow them out, right? No, I mean, that's that's in, in no world. Um <laughs> So this you, is a, I have to be there for think, kickoff. You think I'm going to pick Steve Sarkeesian over the goat? No. You out no. just be out your goddamn mind. I would fly to California just to smack you and then fly back. <laughs> if you had that I thought. Are you kidding me? No, oh, no. I mean in, in no way. I'm interested in this game genuinely. Mhm. But let's be honest, like the after about 3 drives, I'm probably switching to something else cuz it will not be entertaining. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, and I, I don't because I'm going to be completely honest, be transparent here. I don't get the same rise out of watching Texas get pummeled that you might. So, like, mm-hmm. I expect you to stay for a little bit longer. But well, my rise, my rise comes from just my affinity for my, my love for my brother. Like, it's not mm-hmm. really my rise. It's but okay. I, I prefer <laughs> Oklahoma, obviously. So, okay, all right. Next up, we'll flip one more week to the 17th of September. Tyler, I cannot wait for this week. You want to know why I can't wait for this week? Why? Because I want to be able – I want to wake up in the morning, make some coffee, eat some oatmeal, turn on the South Florida sports radio and listen to the hype of the University of Miami Hurricanes traveling all the way to the biggest cult in the country to take on Texas A&M at Kyle Field. 
This is September 17th. It is going to be um it is going to be Mario Cristobal's first big test as Miami Hurricanes head coach and it's also Jimbo with arguably one of the greatest recruiting classes of all time. Um they'll be it'll it's probably their first big game. It'll be the third game of their season so they'll have a couple of games to kind of get into the swing of things. Maybe somebody comes out as like a star freshman, who knows. All I know is that the South Florida Sports Radio because Miami should win their first two games, right? They should win. Mm. So it'll be undefeated, undefeated, and they'll be like, we can take down AM. And it'll be fun to listen to the week leading up to and the Monday after. So I'm very yeah. excited. This is a I gotta sit on this couch and watch the whole I, game I'm start to finish. With you. I need to see what happens in this game. Uh-huh. It's not some like I definitely would pick Texas AM to win, but mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not in a way of like, oh, I'll in the way with the Alabama Texas game, it'll be like yeah, no, I'm picking Alabama to win, and after a short period of time, it won't be entertaining to, to watch right. this game anymore. Mm-hmm. This will be entertaining, not because they're I'm not I'm not saying like Miami's going to get blown out necessarily. I'm right. very confident Texas A&M will win this game, but I'm interested in this. I want to watch this. This is this is number one on my on my watch list that, that week. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, all right. I'm I have one. Hold on, I have a list here. I have one. All right, I have four games left for us. Okay. Okay. Let's fast forward. One more week to week four, September 24th, TCU at SMU. Now, this game isn't one of those two high-profile programs, whatever, but I want to remind you, Sonny Dykes left the Ponies to take over the Horn Frogs, left SMU to take over TCU. These teams, Tyler, I read in the research for this, TCU and SMU have played each other every single year since 1915 with the exception of six games. Wow. So in over 100 years, they have played in the past, what is it, 100 and since 1917 years, they have played, I'm sorry, 107 years, they have played 101 times. Wow. This is a rivalry that doesn't get a lot of like big, big, big time hype because it's too, it's a group of five teams. SMU a long time ago. And literally, literally. Um, so and we got the we got the coach leaving across town to the rival SMU hates him now. What do you think? What's the watchability factor on that for you? Um, it's okay to not be too high on it either. No, watchability, like, don't, just factor, it watchability factor is it is on the iPad. Um, okay, like I got the TV, I got the laptop, I got the iPad. It's on the iPad. I'm looking at it. Um, but you know, I mean, I'm not gonna. This is not my primary view for the day. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, but Respect. I'm interested. Because you're also you're kind of more interested in the end result than necessarily mm-hmm. the game. Like I'm right. very interested in the build up and to see what happens. But nec- I'm I don't know what these teams are going to be like. So I, I'm not I don't know if I'm the actual football we're going to watch is going to yeah. be what I'm interested in. Um, you know what I can't wait for for this game? The the seven minute game day history of SMU yeah, and TCU and why people outside of Dallas have to take care, have to pay attention and all that. that that's what I'm excited for. That'll, I'm excited be, good. For that. That'll be good. Man, right, I do- miss watching game day. We're going to get it back. We're going to get it back, my friend. Well, no, I mean that too, but also um, it's just hard for me because, you know, noon oh, games yeah. for you start at uh, 9 a.m. over yeah, here on game the Game day Coast. starts at 9, which is when I'm rolling out of bed fine, on a but Saturday. That, but that means that game day starts at 5 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> yikes it's um, hard for me to wake up on a saturday morning <laughs> just stay up from friday <laughs> that's a good point um um all right three games left 
We're going to go back to Labor Day weekend. It's Sunday, September 4th. So the day before Labor Day Monday. Oh, hello. Florida State taking on LSU in New Orleans in like that neutral site, New Orleans, in nationally televised Sunday game. Watchability factor for you. I think this one's kind of cheating, though, because it'll be the only game on. So we're going to watch the whole game. But come on. What's what are you feeling with this game? It was. This is on Labor Day. Yeah, on Sunday, not on um, Labor Day is Monday. So on this, Sunday, this is for. Sorry, I blanked for a second. You're um, okay. Florida State LSU, but it's okay. neutral site in New Orleans. Okay, so Florida State LSU. It is Mike Norvell versus Brian Kelly. Um, Brian Kelly's familiar with FSU. Mm-hmm. But he's got he's got he's over LSU now. He's not at Notre Dame. Exactly. Hmm. I'm, and the I'm game is the game is in New Orleans. In I mean, I'm going. I mean, obviously, I'm interested in this. But like, right. um, and we're obviously going to watch it. Like you said, it is the first um, game of the season. Well, it, it's the only game that day. Um, right. I'm I'm tuned into this because, I mean, th- there's a good aspect for us Florida fans, regardless of what happens, mm-hmm. because I don't have a lot of belief in Mike Norvell ability to win this game. But I also, I don't know what Brian Kelly LSU is going to look like. And I also don't know what the turnaround in terms of talent is going to be for LSU because they had a lot of injuries. A lot of people leave draft transfer. It's going to be a brand new LSU team. And how quickly do these players uh, adapt to whatever scheme Kelly and his staff are going to bring in? You know, I'm very interested to see Mm -hmm. how that goes. And, you know, uh, Mike Norvell has lost to a team without a coach before. So, like, I I don't know if I can trust him. I'm just saying he's done it. Greg Knox won. Mike Norvell zero. Well, Tyler, speaking of the team that beat Mike Norvell at the end of last season, second to last game, we got to talk about it quickly. Our beloved Florida Gators hosting the Utah Utes on the 3rd of September, that first Saturday of the season. Obviously, this is Obviously, a number one priority for us. Like, number one priority. No one talked to me for three and a half hours. Um, you and I texting back and forth every 35 seconds. Obviously, it's it's uh, de- what is it? DEFCON 4, all hands on deck. Yeah. That's what that's what we are. <laughs> um, but what do you want to knowing what we know now after spring practice? Quickly, we don't have to. We're going to dissect this game before the season starts. But um, what what are you thinking right now? Well, Streets, in the words of our friend Day Day, uh, Streets said Anthony Richardson wins the Heisman. Um, can confirm the Streets said that. Streets, I, I, I've been on those Streets. I can't um, hear confirm that. No, what I'm really interested in is now. I, this is a case where I would wish, for our own personal sake, this would have been the second game of the season for us, not the first. Me too. Especially, not only just for the for us as a team for the season, but like this is the first game of the Billy Napier regime, which to me won't mean anything if we lose it, really. But I, I'm interested in it. Um, mm-hmm. I I'm super interested in this. I want to see how our, what our offense looks like, how our quarterback looks like. It's going to be Anthony Richardson. Let's not kid ourselves. Um, mm-hmm. I want to see. I really want to see what the O-line looks like because Utah kept a lot of their team. They're a very physical team. But then you've got the good thing going for us that it is September Florida heat, which our players will be accustomed to. And those boys are coming from the mountains. They're coming from the mountains. Um, yeah. That will give us an advantage early. 
It might not matter mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter. It might only matter in the fourth quarter. But um, I don't know. I just I want to see what this team is like. It's almost agnostic yeah. of Utah. I just wish that we would had more of a blank canvas because what we got, what we know about Utah is physical. That's Very. their thing. Can this team, our team, in our first game match up with that? Because we're probably mm-hmm. faster than them, but that might not matter. Um, right. It's really so. In a way, what I'm really looking at is Anthony Richardson, the passing game. Can we expose them long? Um, mm-hmm. Because if Florida is passing all over them, we're fine. Yeah, I but, agree. How does it? How does it feel knowing that? Um, I think we'll lose the game just because of. I wouldn't pick us to win it either right now, no. just because right. like. If we did, I'd be happy. Not entirely. Like, I could see a world where we do. But yeah. I wouldn't pick it just because that's a team. Kyle Winningham has been there forever. And that's a, that is not only that, but that is a team that is together. Yeah. Like, Listen, ask me again when we play the game in August. Um, but right now, with a level head and a cool mind, I think we lose the game. So with that being said, it's going to be great to know that Billy Napier is going to be the first ever Gators coach to win a national title after losing his first ever game. It's going to be a good feeling. It's going to be it's going to be a good feeling. It's going to be great. Um, Tyler, I have saved the most important game of the 2022 season for last. Oh, wow. Um, I don't I don't want to hear any debates. Um, this this is non-negotiable. This, is, this, this is, is an FAU game. I will come to this Florida. Is this is not an FAU game. This is not an FAU game. Although FAU plays UCF this year, the weekend. Alexa's birthday is on a Wednesday. That's Saturday. Um, and they play here in Boca. <laughs> so I already have my friends that want to go. I'm praying Alexa's like, yeah, let's go to the game. I want to see UCF play because I really want to go to the game. <laughs> um, no, this is not an FAU game. Uh, go Owls. But I, I, this is the most important college football game of the season. And thankfully, it takes place on Thursday, September 1st. Ooh. Tyler, it is the return of the backyard brawl. Yes, it is I forgot West about Virginia this. playing Pittsburgh. It is in Pittsburgh. And not only is it the return of the backyard brawl, Tyler, it is the matchup of former USC quarterbacks. JT Daniels is now the quarterback at West Virginia. And Keaton Slovis is now the quarterback at Pittsburgh. Wow. It is going to be an electric atmosphere at Heinz Field. I am going to be so excited. This is a no one talk to me. No, it's <laughs> like I'm turning my phone. All right, I won't turn my phone off because I know you're going to be watching too. We got to talk. But this is a Sergio. This is a Sergio. Do you have any plans on Thursday? And I'll be like, yes, I do. Well, can you move them? Unfortunately, I cannot move these plants. <laughs> this is set in stone. If I could be you in Pittsburgh, sooner, I would be. You would sooner divert a river from its course than deny me my right to watch the backyard brawl. I might cut people out of my life if they wanted to deprive me of watching the backyard brawl. <laughs> this is a big deal for me. Clearly, um, we have a mix-up of priorities here. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm sorry. I have to attend what? No. Sorry. Sorry. May I interest you in a college football game game between two teams inside of the cold the cold section of the country? May I interest you in this? No? No. Tyler, what about you? What are you thinking? Obviously you're on the same page as me in terms I mean, of I'm have to watch the game. game. Like But I this was literally an excuse for me to just rant, rant about, about the, the return brawl. of the backyard brawl. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Do you um, remember the last time the backyard brawl happened, Tyler? It happened in like 2000, in the early 2000s or... Seven. That's what I was going to guess. 
Damn it. It was, it was the crazy 07 year. It was the year that – let me put it this way. Pat McAfee and Pat White were on the West Virginia team that lost to like a three-win pit team at the end of the season. Right. And it cost them a national championship. Yeah. It was like the stupidest loss ever. They like it was said the dumbest loss ever, moment. and it was in Morgantown. Like they went in, upset their rivals. Had no, it was like the epitome of college football greatness. I suggest you look it up. Um, former Dolphins coach Dave Wanstad was the coach of that pit team. Fun fact. Um, that's the last time we had the backyard brawl, and they're they're going to be playing. I think it's what six times in the next eight years starting this season. That. It's like they, they've revived it for a while. And they've revived it at, at least in the short term. Um, I'm hoping that they end up making it a yearly thing because it is one of the just a fantastic rivalry and i'm so glad that it's it's the only it's not the only game on that day i have the i have that day pulled up specifically um tennessee opens their game that their season that year missouri opens that day uh arizona state uh ucf opens that day william and mary charlotte central michigan oklahoma state but definitely the game oh penn state at purdue actually looks like a good game that day but the game is west virginia pit i know that i think game days said they're going to be there it's gonna be ESPN prime time. That's good. It'll be it'll be similar. It'll get the attention it deserves. I should say. Good, good. Yeah, I'm excited man. for that. I'm really excited for that. I want to see. Yeah, me too. I'm gonna to be streaming uh, Country Roads. Take me home. Okay, so I want to ask. Okay, so very early. We we don't have to decide today. We can leave this on. We can leave this episode on the cliffhanger. There's no for, points on this. There's um, no point. No, there's no points on this. No, 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 no. I as the defending champion do not have any points on this. So uh, you're gonna hear that a lot. By the way. <laughs> Do <laughs> you know, I just des- I deserve this considering how much I read in your face last year. You know I haven't put it in my bio yet. Oh, I'm running out of time. You know what? When when this when I upload this, uh, listeners today, um, but tomorrow morning, Tyler, uh, I'll make sure that when I tweet out this link, I will add a little video of me changing my bio uh, to incorporate the important information that is needed on there. <sighs> Um, I want to ask you: Are we are we both picking the same team for this game? Are we are we doing a little separate? I don't know because you mentioned Country Roads. I spent those six weeks living in Morgantown. I, I have feel more like we affin- gotta go West Virginia. I have more of an affi- affinity for West Virginia than I do for Pitt. My me only, too. Me my too. only hang up is that I'm like, to me, Keaton Slovis is a better quarterback. Um, well, well, to me, Pitt is hands down the better team. Yeah. Um, but I, I would like it if West Virginia went, ran, uh, one more, but I don't know if I would pick that, Mm -hmm. but this is the great thing about it is that like teams change and I have no clue what Pitt's going to be. Um, yeah, no, I I have no clue what West, uh, West Virginia is going to be. Neil Brown's still the head coach there, right? He is still the head coach. He's going into his fourth year. I think fourth. No, he, no, 2019, 2020, 20, his fourth year. Yeah. His fourth year. He was hired in 2019. So this I think so. Also, Neil like Brown. Neil Brown, West Virginia just has the vibes, dude. Yeah. West Virginia just has the vibe. I mean, you know the 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 West Virginia version of Sweet Caroline, right? Oh, yes, you mentioned this to me. I've mentioned it. You you've told yeah. me about this. <laughs> yeah, they they um they eat when they go sweet Caroline, instead of going bum bum bum, they go eat. A four-letter word that starts with an S, ends with hit. Uh, eat, that word, pit, instead of the bum, bum, bum. And I think it's one of the more creative things. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Special. They also have Country Roads. The song is 
I is mean, a <laughs> is a bop. I think I think I think we know our answer, Tyler. <laughs> I mean, I'm with you. I'm picking West Virginia for the. First. Also, I've I've always liked JT Daniels. I just haven't been able to root for his success over the past two years because he was at Georgia. And you know I can't do that. No. I so mean, now like, I feel like this resurgence of oh my god, JT Daniels. Hey, I can root for him again. Yeah. Um. So maybe then, we do that. I don't know. We'll yeah. figure it out later. It, for we'll for a hot later. second, I was just like, how did Keaton Slovis end up at Pitt? He was good at USC, and then I was like, oh yeah, Lincoln Riley just took Caleb Williams over there. <laughs> oh. This this Oklahoma ain't your older West. this ain't your older sister's USC Tyler. <laughs> How are you? Um, how are you? Someone with an affiliation for uh, an affinity for Oklahoma handling all of the Lincoln Riley stuff this offseason? Because in my opinion, Oklahoma is handling it in a way. <laughs> they're 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 handling it in a way. That's a great way to put it. Um, they're processing it, kind of. <laughs> I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to put any I would qualifiers say, on that. It's I would like say bad or good, but they're processing uh-huh. it. They're going through think- it. I think the best way to describe that is they're addressing it head on. <laughs> they're addressing it head it on. It is in the forefront of their minds. <laughs> it is it is a present thought in their mind. They are aware of the situation. <laughs> um yeah. no, I straight up I straight up told my brother I was visiting uh probably two weeks ago. I went up for about ten days to spend some time with my mom, Raul, my brother. And I think like second to last night I was there or something. I straight up told Diego, I was like, all right, man, listen, y'all got to get over this. <laughs> y'all got to get – my favorite was that I saw on, on Reddit, on the college football Reddit, that uh, an Oklahoma fan account or, or a journal – I think it was a journalist. Like I, I like that bad, man. I think it was a journalist. A journalist. Who, put, who posted a video of um, Venables, who's now the head coach at Oklahoma – of Venables like working hands on with the linebackers, and I was like, "Oh, that's a great video!" Like, I love watching coaches like be hands on yeah, in practice. It's just the head coach, like yeah, exactly, and especially the head coach, right? And the caption uh, of the video was like, um, "Oklahoma head coach Brent Venables working hands on with the linebacker, something the previous coach never did." And people were, cl- I was like, "You, you want to know why that he- coach never worked with the linebackers?" <laughs> Because he's a quarterbacks coach. <laughs> he doesn't. He's not a defensive head coach. Like, it's not what he does. It's not what he does. There's a reason he hired Alex Grinch. It's not what he does. Oh, um, God, that is. So it was like, wow. it was like, wow. Oh, um, oh Did you see the last thing? Because I, I got to get going. Did you see the um, the video of Bob Stoops in the I did. Oklahoma I did. Senate? I did. So he said, "Listeners, I don't know if you've seen it, but you could literally look up Bob Stoops, Oklahoma. It's probably, it's, it's probably the first thing you'll see under Bob Stoops. It's the most newsworthy thing he's it's done. The in most, a while. It's the most recent <laughs> thing, yeah. And he basically he was on the floor. I don't know what he was talking about, why he was there, but in his speech, he said Lincoln Riley didn't invent Oklahoma football. And it's like, God, bro, like, can we get over it, people? I like, get it." He left in the middle of the night. It was grime the way he did it. We've addressed it. We've talked about it. Tyler, you live in LA. I'm not complaining. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not complaining. Oh, I, as man. much as my parents hate to hate to hear it from me, I'm like, yeah, no, I'll probably live here for the rest of my life. Like, um, and, and honestly, why I? good for like, you. <laughs> the only thing you're missing is a pub sub, literally. Stop. And you can go home and get one whenever you, you know want. what we got. We got a chicken tender, Buffalo chicken tender pub sub um, on my way to the airport to leave Florida. And I ate it in the airport. 
<laughs> I right love before it. I got on my I flight, it. I, I was like, <laughs> miss oh, it. But man. yeah, I mean, again, I have to harken back to the funniest thing that was like when he immediately took the job was that like a restaurant in Norman, Oklahoma was just like, it was like a Mexican restaurant, which is like, he will no longer have like specials or like free stuff from us for life. And it's just like, yes, Lincoln Riley will struggle to get good Mexican food in <laughs> Los Angeles, California. I, I think, personally I think, go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say my favorite thing was, was when he got off the plane at USC still wearing the Oklahoma Jordans. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that video going around about that. He was wearing the Oklahoma. It's like that shade of red. Isn't the same. Oh, no, that's that's Oklahoma. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, boy. Yeah, no. So funny. I mean, I can just talk my own experience as far as Mexican food goes out here. Um, It's Mm -hmm. actually hard to find uh, bad Mexican food in L.A. Um, Really? Well, I joke with people. It's like they don't got any Moe's here or anything like that. Like they don't Uh, need it. But yeah, and, and it's just like, oh, do you miss it? I'm like, no. I mean, like, there's, it's all, it's all better than any Mexican food you can get in Florida, which mm-hmm. I mean, it's good in Florida too. Like, this is like authentic here. My only thing is that, like, sometimes I want my crappy processed Mexican food, like, if yeah. I'm having a bad day. Um, yeah. And that's not really anything here. It's all, it's all like the good stuff, which is good. Right. But, yeah. And, and I feel that, like, too I, many places to eat here. I could imagine, like, if you want, like, like good Cuban food, like, you could probably get something that's capable, like, comprehensible like, yeah it's not the same as it would be in florida i have i literally have three cuban restaurants within five miles of where you i have live to shut up right okay, now sorry sorry um, sorry you have to stop all right you're also wearing your bounce house shirt in the waffle house style and like <laughs> i just want you it's these are, this i'm i'm pavlo i'm training it's pavlovian i'm like hinting at you to come visit that's what i'm hinting at you to do um <laughs> last last thing last thing how many USC or UCLA games are you going to try to go out? No, USC because Lincoln it's Riley would kill one. I'm going to try. It, it's tough, okay. but like I'm going to try. I want to go to one UC, USC, one UCLA game because I want to go to the Rose Bowl as well. Obviously, of course. Um, and it's like I've been to like a and I've been to Rams game out here, and there's like no tailgating scene. And I think mm-hmm. that would be different for the college games. I know it's different for UCLA because it, they they're in Pasadena, like the Rose Bowl mm-hmm. is, so it's more of a tailgating environment. People but, go because it's a trek to get out there, well, yeah, and so and they like, go. Well, there's and golf you... courses near. You can add their places to tailgate. I don't know okay. what the USC situation is because the Coliseum is kind of just in the center of the city. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I want to go. I really want to go. I'm trying to find cool. people to go. Well, I won't be able to this season, but I would like to head out there maybe next season in 23, if all goes well. To uh, college go football and, won't and, be dead by then. So no, no, it will not. And honestly. That USC team might be a bit better, and it's going to be fun bit. to go. Just a little bit, just a little bit. I'm not going to become um, like a USC fan, but I am interested in them doing well. <laughs> um, listen, above your above your head is a Go Gators at the top of your closet. Mm-hmm. If I ever see that replaced with a USC thing, I'm flying over and I'm smacking you in the face. Never, and coming back home. Never. <laughs> you can live in LA, but you will always be a Gator, and you will always be always. a Floridian. Don't you forget that, my friend. Uh, I don't. I don't. I oh, think with, uh, with on that note, on that note, re- last thing for me, uh-huh. the the show that I'm working on next, um, redacted, redacted. What are we on? Like seven, ten, twelve? Um, yeah. It is. Um, he's not connected to the project, but there is an outside shot. I'm thinking 
that Barry Jenkins might show up while I'm working on this thing. And so oh? it, that makes me think that I need to wear Florida gear every single day I work on this show. <laughs> in, you have to do you have to do your he, he's in the lot. And I just have to be like, oh, go Gators. <laughs> you have to do your duty, my friend. You have to do your duty. I have like a Gator hat just on me and like at my set backpack at all times just so that I can whip it out at any moment. Like, Absolutely. Absolutely. Just open oh, oh, turn it up. Yeah. There you go. Uh, I think with that, Tyler, we have to sign off. Um, fun episode. Don't know when we're going to have the next one. But Tyler, we owe Raul an episode. We do. And we owe Alexa an episode. Who's this we? We I don't speak French. <laughs> I like how when I mentioned Raul, you were like, "Yep, I'm in. Good, perfect." And then I mentioned Alexa, and you were like, "That's your That's your bed you made, baby." That's- like, <laughs> um, no, I'll be there. They were the um, they were the co winners of our bracket of our uh, bull mania challenge. We owe them an off off season episodes. Yeah, the off season episodes are just fun. You know, we'll Goofing. we'll get to some preview stuff later on. Obviously, as we get closer to the season. Um, once the Athlon starts coming around, oh yeah, that's when that's when we start to really cook it up again. So uh, we will have those two episodes for sure. Don't know when the next one's coming out. Tyler, it was lovely to speak with you both on and off camera. Um, I am so glad that we can just hop right back on like nothing happened, like nothing like left. Uh, Tom Brady retired and unretired in this man that we've that, that we haven't that recorded was a, a podcast. That I wish I could have been podcasting with you. <laughs> you know, I I don't. <laughs> respectfully i don't i'll say i'll <laughs> say you, you handled it relatively well compared to what i thought you were going to do um, what'd you think i just thought it was gonna be bigger it was you know to me it, it was it was a lot of a <sighs> it was like a it was a sadness sigh more than a are you effing kidding me <laughs> you know tyler i've actually been working on trying to control my emotions a bit more um so that was a really good case study for me that yeah. was i think i passed the introductory i just got a long way to go yeah <laughs> gonna start therapy soon and all that it's got a long way to go but uh I, that tom brady thing did did throw a little i, I did feel some stuff Man on the inside things, what with the, the only thing this is making me feel about tom brady that i didn't necessarily feel before is that i'm like now like a million percent sure that like oh tom brady can't handle when things aren't about himself <laughs> oh yeah oh no, no yeah, i yeah. wasn't aware of that as much before and i'm like okay oh, yeah. yeah yeah nfl yeah, tried to have one season even... without him and he's like nah um, I don't even want to mention the the rumors of him potentially being the Dolphins quarterback. Because with that being said, Tyler, this has been another episode of Sideline Judgment. My name is Sergio. My name is Tyler. And even though you are an Angelino, do not forget that we are not biased, but go Gators. Go Gators. Go Gators.